Fuck yeah. Let's do her. It's Bongloads and Bullshit. That was Dig from the Backseat Chronicles. I'm Evan. What's up, everybody? Uh, we are, we are, we are. Before I step into Dig, we're raw dogging this show. We were supposed to have an interview with my good dude, Steve Alspau, who's working at Screen of Green Farms and also has an OnlyFans and does a lot of fun shit. And we're still going to talk about it. But uh, because your boy is really bad at using the pod track, what I did was I hit record once and then I didn't forgot about it. So then when I hit record again, it shut the recording off. So if you go on the pod track and listen to it, you can hear me saying, okay, Steve, we're going to do this and that and ask him a question. And then it cuts off. And then there's like a 45 second, like, okay, see you later, dude. And that's what happened to the Steve Alspau recording. Fuck, bro. See, yeah, man. that that's funny because I've 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 done that once, but I'm so anal retentive in the screen on the pod track because I have a pod track too. It's so right. small that I look at it really close. And I did that one time. I introduced the show. I asked the guest one question. I'm like, hold on, bro. Let me we can edit this out. Let me just look at this screen. It's not doing anything. And usually it's doing something. And right. luckily it only lost like the first 10 minutes. And so we just started over. It was really like in the scheme of things, no big deal. But right. like, also we were pals and we were going to sit there and smoke anyway. It was fine. But right. like wasting someone's time really sucks. So sorry, Steve from, from, from the other half of the production team over here at bong loads and bs we're so okay. sorry we fucked you and we will have you on again soon dude your, your following is like 10 times bigger than ours anyway, anyway so like, uh, really you're the one sorry, doing Steve. us a favor oh shit sorry did i lose you dig your video oh no oh, we're no, gonna have another no, internet no. day oh no there we are you're back oh yeah we are we're dude, dude I, oh, oh my lord hold on let okay. me is it working yeah, it's working. You look fine. Okay. Jeez, they it, glitched out on us. It's good. We're back. Now, one thing I do want to get at the top because Steve shouted this out. There are a few things you wanted to call out, and I think it's only fair that we say it at the top of the show because I lost the episode. First, okay. Steve is, as far as dudes go, now I can't speak. There are probably plenty of women in the game doing that. More power to him. That's some empowering shit. Steve is the only dude I know in the growing <laughs> game who has an OnlyFans. His OnlyFans is, he told me it was CloneLyFans420. You can go on there. You can see like regular pictures of the grow, which is pretty cool. It's really neat. He's got a lot of good shit there and they got a lot of strange, you know, you can learn about that. And then if you want to pay extra, you can see the shmeat. So if you, that's not a joke, that's not a bit. If you want to go see Steve and he said, you know, if you're a dude or whatever, and you want to see my dog or whatever, that's fine. He's, he's totally a progressive dude. You can go to clonely fans for 20 on OnlyFans and see him. So there's that. The other thing he called out, we'll dig smoking up is, Oh, eco tablets. I haven't called these out on the show in a minute, but uh, Josh Graston, the formulator, made these things, and they're really good daily driver edibles. Uh, Steve called those out at the end of the show. So there is the shout out for eco tablets. Now, onto the cannabis, other cannabis. What's up, Dig? What are you smoking? <coughs> I am smoking something kind of fresh. Hmm. I just got this and I died. I just did a big rip. <laughs> this is amnesia haze this mm -hmm. is homegrown outdoor amnesia haze <laughs> um it, it uh it came down i want to say nine days ago nine days old so it's not been curing that long <laughs> it's not cured at all i've been okay. smoking it <laughs> because it doesn't cost me any money to do so Okay, fair. and so I've been on a cheap streak because the universe has not been showering me 
with as much money as it normally does. That's rough, man. I hate it. Oh, it's fine. It's still showering me with money. Just not as much. I wish I could have your outlook. So, See, go ahead. Sorry. Please continue. Go ahead. I was going to do my usual classic derail. Please continue with your what we're Oh, doing. yeah, yeah. You know, the rich are evil. We should eat their babies, whatever. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so um, it's not cured. Okay. So sometimes it hits a little uh, hard in the bong. It was mm-hmm. also, um, oh, there goes the fan coming back on. Anyway, for the listener, we've been having, I've been having a fan glitching out, and now it's starting to work again for some strange reason anyway so these law episode my studio is haunted um so my garden you asked me about my garden so smoking this yes it's good it's amnesia haze amnesia haze is kind of a classic sativa leaning hybrid i would call it right. nice sativa effects without like the raging paranoia that makes you think that people might hurt you who would never hurt you you know the usual stuff that you deal with yeah. like your green cracks and your really cracky sativas that i don't necessarily like so amnesia right. haze is a nice mild intra into the sativa world if you will so it's not going to put me to sleep it will make me forget what you were saying hence its name which it's a probably not the greatest um strain for podcasting per its name but I will say that it's milder than some of the more potent um, sativa strains I've grown. However, I, I harvested, and the listener needs to know this, I harvested this on the earlier side. It was well within its harvest window. It had right. amber on it. But normally I would <laughs> let them go to about 20 to 30% amber. And as right. soon as I could find amber trichomes on this thing, I pulled it because I had pests out of control in my garden, still right. do. So I'm just trying to pull it while i still can came out really potent um the first plant the bigger plant um is <coughs> more me. of a head high and more sativa leaning the second plant is a little closer to a true hybrid and has right. a sedating effect on the back end which would make right. it a poor choice to record this show with but <laughs> still two very good phenotypes <coughs> that came out and i got those seeds i'll go ahead and tell the listener they did not pay us although mm-hmm. If Robert from I Love Growing Marijuana wants to give us a call and give me free seeds, I would take them. And uh, the Amnesia Haze from I Love Growing Marijuana, right, um, was very good. It made two <coughs> excellent, pretty close phenotypes. They taste pretty similar. Um, right. Like I said, one's a little um, funkier and one's a little brighter. But they okay. both looked really similar. They smell fairly similar. And I think... Um, as far as seedlings, they were remarkably similar in the way they grew. Like from some some seeds you grow and they're all kind of differenty. Like they're because they're di- there's going to be some variations in a strain. But I will say that so far the duplicates that I've grown from I love growing marijuana have been pretty similar, which points to a stabler strain and a disciplined breeding program, at least with the amnesia haze. So I've been impressed. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, especially yeah. the fact that you're getting such a good experience out of it where you're smoking it essentially uncured. Um, I, I remember when we grew member berries and we had a decent run of it. I mean, we just got like a couple ounces, but, uh, you know, smoking that shit uncured, it tasted like chlorophyll and it was rough. And that's not a knock on the member berries. It's shit's not cured. So I, I, there's no way I could have killed that amount. And in fact, I, I remembered when I was smoking uncured weed that it was a real bitch to even get it lit. It was very wet oh, and shitty. Oh, you didn't dry it enough. Okay. You didn't dry it enough. 
So see, you, I'm not so even super sure good. on the differences. You're good. You're good. You, so there's a lot of different ways to tell right. if your weed is dry. I've always used the snap test, which is basically you just break a stem. And if it bends and then snaps <laughs> or bends and then half snaps and like a little bit like the wood splinters, it's ready. Or if it okay. breaks, it's ready. If you can just bend it and it doesn't really want to break and it just kind of bends, <laughs> maybe it kind of breaks, but it's not a sad. You want it to be like bend, bend, snap or bend, 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 snap or bend, okay. bend, bend. You know, you want to, you want that, you want um, that pop. on the, on the stem. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a big one. Sometimes you're not looking for a big pot, especially if the bud's kind of airy. You don't want it like a, you know, you dried it too much. It's fine though. Trim it up. A lot of times if you over dry it just a little bit and you get a really solid snap, fucking that shit'll come right out in the cure, bro. Like you just cure it for two weeks and, and in a month or two months, it's going to be way better than you thought it was. But, but you got to dry it. You can't, you can't really, you can, you know, you can under dry and you, but over drying right. is, is what's going to make it harsh. And then the okay. under drying is going to make it hard to light and give it that chlorophylly taste. And it's right. also going to hit kind of harsh because it's going to be like wet. So honestly, how I tend to desirable. Right. When I, when I start trimming, when I'm on my first jar of something and I'm not sure, and, and this is branch to branch sometimes, because if you've got multiple branches, hanging in a room you know there might be one that has bigger buds on it it dries slower so you've got to wait and you've got to trim these three and wait on that one so that happens sometimes sometimes the only part like i've got i know i've got trimming to do today later i know i've got right. one branch to do but i don't know beyond that because i checked this morning like, all right i'm trim jail later um so and trim jail is basically once you know you have stuff to trim you have to trim right. it within like a day or it'll keep drying and it'll get too dry Right. Okay. Maybe two so days. You got a very small window. Yeah, like a day, two days. I mean, you could, like it's because it's continually drying if it's hanging in your dry room, right? And then you get it into jars, and then it stabilizes, and then you're burping to let out any additional moisture twice a day the first week, and once right. a day the second week, and then once every couple days the third week, then down to once a week for two weeks, and then you should. This is just a rule of thumb, people. Change, right. change it based on smell and stuff but if you follow that and then you and then you burp whatever like a couple times for two weeks you drop it down to once in a month and three months sometimes two that stuff's good for long-term <laughs> storage you can put it in a bin in a dark both of my headphones just fell out of my ears at the same time i'm i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt you wow then pop them back in oh they're wireless okay yeah dude so well, well, okay. So when you put them in the jar, that kind of holds them at a spot. Right. And so once they get to the point where you've burped them and and, and kind of equalized everything in there and got them <laughs> down to about sixty three percent relative humidity, a little bit lower, a little bit not really higher, but a little bit lower. And then um, you just put them right. in like a bin, the jars in a bin or in a dresser or somewhere in an air conditioned room where they're out of the light because the light will degrade them. So you want to keep them in the dark. Okay. And that'll keep the bud from degrading. And you don't want them to be in a place where you're constantly going in there for weed. So, like, honestly, if you want to keep your weed nice for a long time, I use I use stash jars. And then I have, like, little eights that I pull out of them periodically. But I never, like, go into my long-term storage more than, like, once every couple of weeks. 
Oh, wow. Okay. It's extreme. See, I'd be in and out of shit handling shit. I'm bad yeah, about that. It's it's a process. <laughs> if you're going to do it right and do it old school and do it like low right. tech. Yeah, that's, that's cool though. Oh shit. Another technical issue, man. This episode's fucking cursed, dude. Fuck. See if he comes back. A little over, right? But oh, dude, you, I just completely lost everything you said there for like a solid 30 seconds. Oh yeah. It says my interconnect internet connection is unstable. Fuck. Let's see. You're back now. I can okay. cut it. It's no big deal. Okay. So basically <clears throat> you could high, you could make it, you high techify it, right? You, I, I'm doing this in a jar with no relative humidity sensing. I don't use the humidity packs anymore. Um, really? Okay. But you could put a little tiny hydrometer in there that mm. detects relative humidity in your jar because they make them that are like this big and you can literally just put them in a pot jar and you can look at it, not even open it. And then you can look at that and be like, okay, I don't need to burp today. I'm at 62% relative humidity in this jar. That's perfect. <laughs> right. Or you may, you may decide to break open the jar, aerate the bud real quick, and then close it because you like where the RH is at. So there, you can make a little bit more informed decision if you take that little bit of technology and put it in your <coughs> jar. Fuck. I don't do that because I'm cheap. No, that's fair. That's that's I don't do it because I usually can't afford what I'm doing anyway. Like we're we're fucking right now. We've got two tents out there. We'll get into this in a minute for the show part. But there, this guy is growing in a closet under an LED because I got to get the tent going. And there's all kinds of stuff. We'll talk about that droopy boy in a minute. Um, let's uh, before we dive back out of the talk, let's talk about what I'm smoking on a little bit, even though it's the same things I keep getting up. And listeners, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be going out and trying to get new weed. Life's been hectic. Your boy's been bouncing around like an angry fucking mentally unstable pinball from projects to social media projects to meltdown to whatever. But I am going to go back into smoking more good weed. But for now, I have some more Snowfire Afghani Kush. Uh, this shit's become my daily driver. It's a good indica. It's from very good grows. And you can get it for like $50 an ounce. As far as like a cheap ounce goes, it's I don't smoke a ton of cheap ounces, so I'm a bad sample. But it is by far the best $50 ounce I've personally seen or found. So uh, if you're in like Lawton, go to a better bud and check that shit out. I'm not sure where else they sell it. If you're in OKC, you can go to verygoodgrows.com and check it out if you want to try it yourself and see that I'm not just being a shill. Like they, they hooked me up with some free weed at the start, but otherwise I've been buying it because I like it. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you're enjoying uh, Indica. You're normally not into those Indicas, as I remember. Well, this one's smooth, which works well. I would say overall the buzz on their OGs I enjoy a little bit more, but this is smooth okay. enough that I can I can really like take it in and do a lot of it, so it's good for the show and it's cheap. So, but it's it's right. really good. It's still it's like I, I I'm not even gonna name the other brand, but because I, I don't want to make anybody sound bad. But there's there's a specific weed brand that if I was on the hunt for flour, I would go up to OKC and get that. And they've kind of fallen by the wayside since it, uh, since oh. I started buying from them. So it's good to have this in Lawton now, so I don't have to drive up to OKC to pay for mediocrity. But you can that see that sucks actually, when uh when a brand you like starts falling in quality. Yeah, dude. And this was a name on the scene. It's happened a bunch of times. Here, I'll bring this up. Now, I pick apart the big buds because I'm a I'm what you would call a person with no self control. But I mean. For a $50 OZ. Yeah, I see that. That's not bad, man. Yeah. That's a $50 ounce. Yeah. So for that, yeah, I smoke it and it's good. I it's a fucking better than it has any right to be at that cost. But we could get we talked about very good grows a lot. I would like to get into something that that came from my interview with Steve that unfortunately fucking I fucked up on the pod track. I almost blamed the pod track there, but I'm not gonna do it. I fucked up. It was me. 
I got something out of that. Steve gave me a plant. It's a plant that thus far we've things have been hectic. Okay. We've not been able to 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 get the tent cleaned out. That's on deck for today. Whoa. That's on deck for today. But um, I would like to show you this boy and ask you about something that's really worrying me. If yeah. that's okay. I, I think I think girl. it's just I forgot to water. Yeah, me too. Sorry, this girl. I think it needs to be put in a new pot. I'm just gonna put it up front here. And it definitely needed watered. We watered it. Is that drooping because it okay. needed watered? Like fucking um, plant doctor be at Babs here. So it looks like it's been like chronically overwatered a little bit, but it's not in any right. But see, here's the other thing. You're um you're root bound. Oh no. No, it's fine. It'll come out. It's not super bad yet. I think you're I I, I my my suspect I don't know if you're root bound. I would suspect okay. that you're root bound because the plant foliage is a good color. It's not okay. bad. You've got a ye little yellowing <laughs> on the bottom leaves, but it doesn't look super bad. And that's okay. normal, honestly. That's a clone, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's a whole story with that once we get past plant doctor, I'll go into it. But yeah, it's just a clone. So my suspicion was if you picked that pot up and you looked at the bottom holes, you'd see roots coming out of the bottom, right? You damn right. Okay. That means that means that it's ready to be up potted. A lot of times I wait to up pot because you can't see the roots, right? You can't right. see roots. You don't know. So a lot of times I will wait to <coughs> up pot until I see a couple of roots just barely poking out of the bottom holes there. My okay. suspicion is that plant has been doing that for a minute and no one's been paying attention. Okay, that very well. It's been home with me for like a week. It wasn't drooping. Oh, We've been checking it every day. But it, it, it just only... got then it it just got root bound then. Yeah, you need to so if it's if it so you should only once a clue that you're getting ready to become root bound, or at least the the cannabis has filled up a container, especially the plastic ones. This is a little different with the smart pots. Sometimes you'll you'll water it pretty heavily, and it'll it'll need to be watered more and more often. It'll dry out quick. Okay, and that means that your root ball has filled that medium and is sucking everything up. Immediately. Oh, okay. That makes sense because we watered it yesterday. Yeah, no, that that, that it shouldn't need it shouldn't need water again today. Probably not. If it, right, if you watered what, it yesterday, right? Yeah, but the dirt felt dry and shit. And you're absolutely yeah. right. The roots down at the bottom. So we'll get that in a pot like tomorrow at latest. If yeah, the, the a pot it, and, and 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 as, as as soon as you can, because the longer this goes on, the harder it is gonna be for the plant to come out of it. It'll come out of right. it, right? But it'll take a couple of days for it to be like. Uh, uh, and pop up some new roots and like I call it like the the shimmy before it settles in like it like it's shimmy getting comfortable and then boom and then it goes and the shimmy where it's it's making itself at home in the new medium and those roots are struggling to come out of the root ball and shoot out like that little like one two day period sometimes only like a few hours if they're really vigorous it depends on the cultivar and how mean you've been to it so, but yeah, I would say that's a root bound. I mean, that's the, that's the simplest explanation for that. That would make a lot of sense. So we can, so we, it's good to know that we can recover it. I've got really bad anxiety about gifted plants and like not being able to get them in the tent fast enough. It always comes on a bad week. I always want to take them and take care of them, you know? Um, but fucking, well, I mean, awesome. if you're that's worried about blue, if you, if you're really excited about that plant, let it get a little bigger and then try taking a couple cuts off of it. 
Yeah, I might. Um, there actually, there's a story behind it. Steve gave me that as I left, which makes me feel double bad about the interview eating shit. But uh, fucking, he he said that he had a friend who was terminally ill who uh, gave it to him before he passed, and like he had a big like mother or two of it that he was taking clones of. So it's it's got kind of a neat story. It's just called Onion, and it's one of those ones where if like you kind of rub the stalk. That's what I was doing earlier. If you were watching, it looks like I was jerking it off and smelling it. It smells like cheesy and oniony and really strong. So yeah, I'm excited to have it get big and I don't want to kill it. I'm scared to death. That actually sounds kind of interesting to me. Right. It's like, a, it's like, I thought you might find that interesting. So it, it this, did he say whether, so if it's from a terminally ill person who died, so I would be, right. I would guess that it's an indica leaner. I believe that's what Steve told me. Yeah. Okay. Cause that's usually in my experience and this is experiential. Mm. This is not me coming at you as a garden expert. This is what I think right. and what I have observed. This is not science as far as I know. I haven't tested it. But as far as I've noticed, cancer patients and people who are chronically ill and who are in a lot of pain tend to gravitate toward indica-leaning uh, varieties. Well, that makes sense. And I, I I believe the story was I really wish I had the recording of this. This was just like I ran a bag seat out of this dude's shit or whatever. Like this dude, you know. He just had some things and he gave Steve some of it. And now it's ended up with me. So I kind of feel like, you know, I can keep it going. And it's nice. And I don't want to, I don't want to neglect it and shit. So I got to get my tent cleaned out today to, and get it set up and ready. And then we'll just probably run it under the led for now. I do have a big like Vivo sun bulb. I want to get it under eventually <coughs> get nice. all the filtration and shit set up in there. Like I've got like a, a nice, like decent, like $1,500 grow tent set up out there. It's just a matter of putting it all together. Now I'm going to have to lean yeah. on my wife for that. What kind of, what kind of grow tent did you got a Vivo sun? Uh, the tent itself, I can tell you. Hold on one second, to be with son. Okay. Do you know how big it is? No, but it's okay, like well, it was big enough that we grew three plants in it, and they were big ish. Okay. It's cool. like so it's you, like one of the bigger indoor plants, and we got we tents, and we got two of them, but we're only going to use one of them. Okay. Okay. So you've got okay, cool. That's good. I've got a. It took me a while to get my setups because they're expensive. My first one is actually. I don't know if you can see it. It's behind me. It's a, it's a little micro tent. It's a Chinese yeah. Chinese special. There's nothing to really get to. I'm gonna pull my headphones off for a second. This is a two by two, probably what like three feet high, really short, little micro chamber. Oh. I've got one fan in here. I've got uh, two uh, Tangerine Dreams. In three gallon pots, y'all can't see that because the light's bright as fuck. I can see the fucking ET glow though. That's great. Oh, it's I, just, got it, you, I got you here. Let's turn the light down. See if that works. You uh, can't see. Still, well, whatever. Still a little There's blown two out. Plants in here, and it's just a little two by two, and they're not going to get very big, and they're under a Spider Farmer TS <laughs> one thousand light from a couple years ago with a dimmer on it. That light at the time I think cost like $110. I originally had a blurple light in there, a little UFO special, like a little right. puck. Um, I like these spider farmers. I've had good luck with them. I haven't had any problems. And I know I know a lot of people, I know that when I was starting to grow, I don't know if this is the case anymore. When I was starting to grow, a lot of people were hesitant about LEDs. Um, right. There's no reason to be hesitant about them. I've I, I've flowered under these. I've had really really good results, and I've grown 
very, very good indoor under these lights. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I'll be honest about this. Sometimes, like, indoor, I'm more consistent. Outdoor, I, you know, we run into problems. We have pests, whatever. But indoor, man, <laughs> I don't want to say it's easy, but <laughs> it's much easier than outdoor. It's more expensive. Right. It's more resource resource intensive per gram you're producing or whatever. Right. But so it's very pretty at the end, as you said. It, it's pretty and it's easy. Now, here's what I'll say. It often seems like it's missing something to me. Okay. I I can't put a finger on what it is. Um, I think that the I don't know if it's the UV radiation from the sun, right? Right. I don't know. Because I've grown pot plants and pots that allow their feeder roots to get out of the store bought medium and into my local soil. Right. And I've grown plants that are not really connected to my environment in any way they're in a okay. plastic they're in a smart pot in a plastic tray on okay. a table in my yard so they're not connecting to the local soil biome and they still t seem to have that outdoor certain something you know right something and, and, yes that exactly the french version beautiful it has that and, the one and you'll find Right, je ne sais quoi, les compétents, you know, the, the the classic ones. Um, I um, I find that most people who are mature in their cannabis consumption and who have interacted with the plant on a personal level, both indoors and outdoors, they will have a preference. Right. Okay. Either or they will have a preference of indoor or outdoor. Um, and it's not always the same. And I used to think it was cultural, right? I used to think, well, if you grew up in, let's say, Oklahoma or Texas, where the, it's hard, it's really difficult to cultivate wheat outside. And for a long time, it was highly illegal. Still is in Texas. Yeah. So the stuff you were going to get was high risk high reward and it was often manufactured fastly and sloppily. And so the outdoor right. weed was kind of shit. And I thought those people who came up in those markets are always going to prefer indoor because in their markets, it was better, but on the West okay. coast and places where like in the West coast, basically the places where they've been cultivating weed outside for a long time, everyone was going to prefer outdoor. And that's you know, what that's I've been running with. And I, and for, and for the long, and I thought that, and then I started running into people on the West Coast and they're and, and, and people who I respected, because if I don't respect you, I don't care what you say. Like, <laughs> like if I don't like honestly, like like if you're if you're a member of a certain group, you know, the, the, I, like some groups, I'm not going to like take seriously. Like, like I'm not. My I'm question. Not I've got it's an important one and it's very relevant to what you're saying. And it brings it back to weed. OK, OK. Let's say hypothetical universe. One Mr. Ben Shapiro decides that he loves cannabis and he's going to fucking smoke it and he's going to grow it and he's going to preach his benefits. What strain does Ben Shapiro lock into first? Ooh. Okay. Well, okay. So let's, let me ask you this. It is, is Ben, is Ben coming to the plant at, in a healing way? Like, is he, is he actually deriving benefit from it or is it like, 
is it cynical? Do you understand ben, what I'm saying? Is he, is he bored again, as it were? Cocaine party, and he didn't want to seem on hips, so he took a hit of the joint that was being passed around. Changed his life. And he loved it. Yeah, just, just whoa, this is what those fucking pink-haired people were talking about, bro. Okay, so he he had a, not not saying being religious, but he had a, like a, 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 a come-to-Jesus moment, as it were, right. and he's flipping. Maybe he's not, like, you know, going to dye his hair pink, but he's no. So here's the thing, because if because if if he's if it's if he's feeding into his own behavior, you can do that with weed. Oh yeah, you could smoke green crack and really heady sativas and get up your own ass and be just as much of a dirt bag. You could you don't weed's not gonna make you a better person, but if it did, we're gonna change our opinion of what strains he's using, right? <coughs> right? Because yeah. I I have a theory that conservatives. <coughs> gravitate towards sativas it's probably wrong but it's a theory i have many conservative thoughts and i like sativas yeah well get off my get off my back man <laughs> yeah, I'm, i just say that about? to fucking keep the listeners happy i'm a chode i'm a chode the listeners would hate me if they knew my personal politics so his, his personal it. politics are all over the map oh yeah oh yeah uh, uh, fuck politics who gives a shit uh back to marijuana so this plant, let's 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 make this a growing, a little bit of a growing focus episode. So because uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be leaning on my old lady to help with this, and I went last time she did it all, and I want to come in with like some actual understanding. Um, so I'm gonna take that thing, and I'm gonna go to Voodoo Hydro later, and I'm gonna get a smart pot. And as much as I would like to 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 dick around with like good local soil and shit, now I'm on a little bit of a time crunch, so I'm probably just gonna get some goddamn happy frog or something. And then I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, gonna if if that if I don't know, I might look up some recs and see what they've got on the store there and get something somewhat fancier. And then I'm just gonna pop that shit in there like I have. I I am somewhat through trimming familiar with the process of like repotting shit. It's just a matter of you dump the dirt in the bag, you make an indentation with the pot that you're using, perhaps in the dirt, and then you swap that bitch over and put it in there. Right? Not oh not. God, different. I have to say something. I'm not. People are gonna get mad at me. You good? Um, I don't use my local soil source um, um, because uh, allegedly, perhaps, maybe it's filled with mites and it also Ooh. maybe is not mixed as well as it used to be. And, uh, you know, that I, I don't want to dime them out because I can't 100% say show. Um, sure. I, I've just heard rumors and growers I'm not going to ruin anyone's reputation over what two or three other fellow home growers told me. It's not going to happen. Um, um, however, you know, I buy box farms, ocean forests, box farms, ocean forests. That's the same. So as the I've, happy no, I right? use, I use, nah, it's a little different. Happy okay. frog is a little nutrient, a little less nutrient dense. So you'll have to add something to it. Now, ocean forests, depending on who you ask is as close is close to a super soil. I'm not going to say it's a super soil because I, I find that it helps to supplement just a little bit, very little bit. Like, like I'm talking like a little bit of CalMag every now and then maybe one thing of, of liquid grow. And then maybe a little bit of, of flowering nutrients and nutrients. If she seems like she needs it, we're not talking about a lot. And that's okay. indoor. I've noticed, and I don't know if I'm the only one, but it seems like indoors they're hungrier. You need to feed them more. Right. I don't that know. That was why. my understanding. I don't know why. It just seems that way. Um, um, and 
but I will. I I don't know. Yeah, happy frog's a little different, but it's you could still grow it. The first few weeks, you won't need to supplement any anything because it's got plenty of stuff in there. But if you just if you want to have like if you want to have a light touch, I would right. recommend uh, the ocean forest because it's a little ocean bit more, more nutrient dish. But I've heard that some people who have light feeding plants don't like it because it's a little heavy. But okay, like I said, that's rumor mill shit. I I've I've never had a problem with it. Now my I next jer- oh, go ahead. Sorry, I, I thought I thought you paused. It was the internet. Please go ahead. No, I germinated some big buds directly into ocean forest, some big bud autoflowers because right. people t- – I, I, I've i been using um, grow, uh, seed starter mix for years, and I was like, well, I see people just germinating in pots. Let's just fucking do it. And I did it. It worked fine. So, My, my next question is the seeds that you gave, um, and I'm glad you brought this up because this was something I was saving for the show. If I was to pop a couple of those seeds from the list and put them at the tent in the same time that I um, do this guy, is that going to, is the growth disparity going to cause me trouble, you know, in six months time or however much time? Yeah. Well, I mean, Mm. well, it depends on if you care, right? Do you want an even canopy? Are you trying to have somewhat even canopy? Yeah. I mean, I would like to do it right. So that's, yeah. So yeah, wait, wait, grow this plant a little bigger than you normally would before you flower it and just flower it and just, Try to cover as much of your space as you can. And right. then next next time, um, do a full grow with like seedlings and you can just run seedlings. Uh, be ready because I didn't give I think I only gave you like two feminized seeds. The rest of that is bag seed. So right. what you're gonna what you're gonna do, or oh uh, let me rephrase it, a way that you could do this, an easy way. But it's you're gonna waste newts. There's no way around it, because you're gonna have to sex. So the way you're going to do this is you're going to veg your plants for half of what you normally would and fill okay. up your tent, right, with what, how, whether it's six seedlings or four seedlings or whatever it is. And then you're going to flip. And then you're going to watch like a hawk. And as soon as you see balls, you're going to kill with extreme right. prejudice, <laughs> right? Okay. Here, here's where I can break your heart, Evan. Sometimes there's no males. You'll just have all right. females. You'll they'll be great. Sometimes they'll be mostly males and they'll be sad. And sometimes, like my purple panty dropper bag seed run that I did, they'll all be males. Every last stinking motherfucker will be male. And when that happens, I'm sorry for you, but it's part of the game. <laughs> if you're not it's working hilarious with sexy. to me that panty dropper was the one that was full of dicks oh man he was ready to drop some panties just not his <laughs> that's fair <clears throat> I, I was so happy because i had like i was like oh there's probably these probably aren't male because they're all vigorous so there's no way that one of them's male because they're all so ballsy they were all ballsy because they were all fucking male as fuck <laughs> Shit, man. So you'll notice that, something. Go ahead. How much How much risk does that put if you notice those males? Is that why you're checking frequently so you can stop them before they become a major threat? Yeah. So what will happen is the male flower is the more stereotypical flower, right? Comes out. It comes out. Like first you'll just see like, well, like a little, like a little ball. And then maybe you'll see like another one and another one. And that's fine. There's no danger yet. But okay. see what that ball's gonna do is it's gonna form a flower and it's gonna open to this five-headed, like beautiful little white flower. 
So okay. pretty. I don't know if they're always white. The only one I've ever seen is white. Because I've only seen one male flower opened because it's, I don't, I don't look, I don't cultivate males. I'm not a breeder. Um, right. Oh, so a breeder would though. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, a breeder might sense. keep a few males around or keep pollen around from certain males to because they like what that male imparts. Because good males, like, because not all males are good. Some of them will have like <laughs> little babies that are shitty and they're fat and they don't grow well. And they're like, I just want to play video games and I don't want right. to get a job. And you know, they're like, they're little, little shitty kids. Like, right. you, People tell them that they love them, but they're lying, you know, like little yeah, shitty man. kids, you know. Yeah. Um. Uh. Anyway, sorry, but sorry. Anyway, I have a. I was really... that kid till I was like twenty five, so I I agree with and take great offense at your statement. I'm not. I'm not saying that like you should feel about your kids. I I don't have children, folks. I'm not damaging anyone, so hmm. don't get mad at me. It's your kid's fault. It's your fault if your kids are listening to this. It's your yeah, failure your as a parent. I mean, or, I mean, do, I guess I, I'm not, I think we've marked it clearly explicit. Is, <laughs> like maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't think we have a lot to offer kids here. It's not even that I care. Like if your kid wants to learn about growing or weed or whatever, great. But like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think if we bring the X factor, that's going to get the kids to the table here anyway. I don't think we have the Joe Camel problem. Yeah, man. <sighs> Play pool and smoke weed. I don't know. <laughs> Talking about Joe Camel while smoking cigarettes, the street continues. Bong Dude, loads of bullshit. You are, Bad influences. You are, wait, like, listen, your your fortieth a, a birthday is rapidly approaching. Oh, I know, dude. Are you scared? Yeah, I am. I am, but I think, like most things, just having that deadline in my mind and fucking, you know, sticking with it. I know the hard thing is going to be when I quit, knowing that they're there and I can go get them whenever I want. Yeah, they're they're easy I'm, to get. For folks that don't know, who haven't heard Evan repeatedly make this promise on the air, he said that he would quit smoking cigarettes, i.e. tobacco, at least cigarettes. I know he's going to sneak in and have a blunt every now and then once he can't smoke weed like cigarettes, but he's going to quit smoking cigarettes when he's 40. And he said this very confidently. I don't even know when his birthday is, but I know that he was like 38 or something when I started hanging out with him. And we've been doing this for a while now, so it's coming. It's almost time. It's it'll be it'll be you know beginning in twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 my you'll hear a great scream from the you know roughly southeast of you, and it will be because wait, is Oregon west of me? I'm really yes. bad at geography. God, That's what dude. I thought. New Pacific Northwest. Duh, Fuck. I knew it. And then I second guessed myself, but I knew it. <laughs> so we go to the southwest. You're going to hear a scream and you're going to like feel the ground pulsate. And then you're going to think, oh, Evan quit smoking and he's lost his car keys. And then you'll check Instagram and it'll be like, you know what? I can't find my keys. And I think today I'm going to get a cop to shoot me. And it's just going to be all kinds of whack shit. It's going to be a bad month. Evan, remember the golden rule of the Internet. Nothing actionable. Mm. <laughs> Don't make actionable oh. threats. And that's uh, to be clear. Thank you, Dig. I'm not even going to cut that out. So I have evidence for the judge. I have a mental illness and I say hyperbolic things. I'm not actually a threat. I just flap my idiot fucking mouth. At no, no I point am I gonna hurt dangerous. anybody. Like, I don't know if I would I would call the police because the police are problematic, but I might send a mutual friend over to knock on his door. Not even a mutual friend. Uh 
I'll call this person an acquaintance and like a weird frenemy of Evans, but someone I know somewhat locally who could tell me whether Evans caved in his own skull with a bullet or something. Oh no, it wouldn't be. I would, you know, I would. I don't even know. I'm not even going to get into that. But I'm not. A yeah. Threat. Anyway, don't be scared Evan, of my social Evan media. says crazy shit. Like, remember that guy? He would he would wear like print button ups in class. He wasn't into ska, but he dressed like someone who was into ska, so it was very confusing. And he would always say things that would like if anyone else would say them, you would be concerned. But when he says them, you're like, "Ah, whatever, dude. Who is not named Evan, but dude, oh, you're wearing a switch. You're that guy. See, you've just gotten older. It's still saying the hyperbolic shit. Oh, it got me good once. Here's a completely non weed related story. I got expelled once right after Columbine. Oh, Um, fuck. Wanted to use the bathroom, had to piss really bad. Teacher was being a dick, and it was because of some new fucking policy. And I just completely being a smartass said, oh, right, I'm going to go shoot up the school. Huh. Expelled. Nice. Yeah. So Columbine was, was a little bit, for the listener, Evan is just about like two or three years older than me. Not not older than me by much, but just older enough to where the Columbine panic had kind of waned a little bit by the time I said my thing. So I I was in was it in eighth grade or seventh grade? God, I want to say it was seventh grade social studies class. It might have been eighth grade. I'm sorry, I can't remember. It's been years, and it barely matters. And I'm um, I remember my uh, teacher at the time was some female Cold War Army vet. I can't remember her name, but she was like, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything. She was just very like. A hard-charging, like, lady, okay? We'll put it that way. She's a hard-charging lady. She gives us a, a, a writing assignment about, like, what like what school shootings and, like, Columbine made us, like, how they made us feel, like, what we thought about them and stuff. And that was a dumb writing prompt to give any kids. set of kids at all. Yeah. Like, what, what do you think? Okay, so 90% of them are going to say exactly what you expect them to say. Right. And some of them are going to be creepy little innovators who aren't fully formed. Right. Yeah, so I went population density and population control and school shooters are an evolution. Anyway, I went crazy, right? Like oh, evolutionary bro. response to overpopulation. I'm like, blah. So they were thrilled with my eugenics. Ooh, bro. That's pretty, that's pretty edgy. That's good. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It was rough. I was in seventh grade, so I didn't know, like, don't say oh, yeah, this. Dude. Like, I was oh, like, yeah, say dude. this. She'll think I'm smart. No. You should be- not. <laughs> oh, it, it, no, that's, I get it. I, 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 dude, I empathize with that story so much. They sent me down to the principal's so office, and every time I changed classes, of like, one of the, like, teachers would, like, follow me. Right. They were, like, ready to tackle me or some shit, Jesus bro. Christ. They were See, watching- half. Oh, good. They were you watching keep- me. I get it, man. Look, for saying some shit, I didn't do anything. Just saying some shit. I gotta never forgot that. Being a little older than you, like when I first went to like junior high and like high school, and I'm sure you've heard this story from others. Like kids could have gun racks; they would go come from hunting, and they would have rifles in the the backs of their trucks and shit. And like you know, you would see a fight, and not very much. I was just in a tiny ass little hick town. But like you'd see two kids fight and they'd just be out of school for a couple of days. Even if they, I'll fucking kill you, asshole. And they'd be back like two days later in the same oh, class yeah. and no big deal. And like, it, yeah, 
Go, go ahead. You're fine. Yeah, it's, it's just it's I remember, so crazy. Well, I remember in elementary school, because like, what what was Columbine? 91? 90? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. So I was in, I was a young child then. Like, I wasn't quite in school yet. I was like, what? Well, I was born in 86. So right. four, I was four years, four or five years old. So I remember coming up into the school system as it's changed. So I remember when I was a kid, the big kids down the block would sometimes get sent home from school from fighting. Yeah. Right. And then I remember once I got to middle school, people started going to juvenile hall for fighting. Mm. And then when I got to high school, people started going to jail for fighting. Yep. And I remember that happening. And I remember the cops coming to school and taking children to jail for being children. And, right. and um, you know, and if you see that, you know, as a, as a young person and it causes you to cuck your brain to the police, like a lot of conservatives, like they're taking children away to jail. It doesn't matter what the, okay. So the kid hit a teacher, kids hit teachers. I'm sorry. I would even say that that should maybe stop at an expulsion. And then the teacher right. damage should be able to pursue, you know, civil shit against the family. Right. But, but like, don't, it's wild. don't lock a kid in a cage for kids. Aren't good at regulating their emotion. They're children. Right. And it's there, there, there's a lot of shit behind that. I don't know. I, wow. We've really taken a detour based on my expulsion story. And to the listeners, I apologize. Remember, this is what happens. All, all school and politics ends with Dig saying, fuck the police. <laughs> hey, dude. No, I mean, I, it's a hard attitude not to take if you pay attention to things. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting this plant in the dirt now. And, oh, wow. Look, I'm going to bring this over. Look at out. Look at out from just the water we did. <laughs> Look, she is already perked up. You can actually watch this on video. She was completely flapped down, and now oh, she's yeah. picked up. That is amazing. I'm going to see if I can maybe get a time lapse of that, actually, because it was on video the whole time. Yeah. That's really Dude, cool. Can I, can I tell you something about, about how I diagnose like water issues in the plant? If it's a if it's a, a short term over water, like if I'm outside and they look, if they're starting to droop, like I don't water them enough. If I water them, I set a timer for 15 minutes. And then I go back out and look at them. And if I can tell them they're already looking a little perkier, I know I gave them enough water. I just said it for 15 minutes. They're a very hydro responsive plant. It's really cool. It's so cool how it's picked up. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It makes me feel better. I was like, you know, I had that little voice in my head saying, you've killed it and it's not going to yield as much now. And, you know, it's OK. It's oh, it'll yield five. like you just have to get like literally just have to give it time to recover. That's the great thing about photo period plants like that, which is why I didn't send you any auto flowers. And I, I spent money on the auto flowers and you'll kill an right. auto flower. Like if you don't if you don't know what like because I I fucking have an auto flower that's this big because I mixed medium too heavy mm -hmm. and it's not draining properly and it will not get bigger than this. And it's going to flower. I have an auto flower that's flowering. That's two inches tall. Mm -hmm. So I fuck it up it. too, but then the other one's like this tall and then I've got other ones. It's fine. You grow a lot. Some of them will do good. Um, I do. Oh, good. Sorry. I thought you were done. My bad. Yeah, you're good. Um, But yeah, auto flowers, if you mess them up early, they get stunted and they don't have time to recover because they're going to flower when they're going to flower. Whereas with a photo period, it's not going to flower until you flip the light. So you have time to let it recover and grow new roots and grow big again. Okay. That makes sense. And that leads me to another question. Like, I know that probably wasn't exactly a ton of trauma for it or anything, but like, I don't need to like wait till tomorrow to repot it now. So it's had time to recover at its current home or anything. Or would you find that advisable? Like, I don't let it dry out. Like, 
don't let it get completely dry, but you don't want to like transplant it when it's just got water. Okay. Because the root ball won't have as much integrity and it'll kind of fall apart. You'll need to like pad it. It won't be as easy. And also when you're, when you're transplanting, you're going to want to deep water it to create that, that soil to bond with each other and kind of keep that concrete bond that they get when you deep water. And you're not going to want to deep water a plant that you just deep watered. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so if you're having to plant water, that plant every 24 hours, right. Maybe wait until it's been like 12 to 16 hours before you repot it just so you're not drowning the roots. Right. Right. So I can basically go get the shit today and like at like midnight tonight or whatever tomorrow. Well, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, or you could do it early in the morning when it's really dry, but it's going to break apart for the other reason then because it's going to be really dry. Okay. You know what I mean? Excellent. Yeah, now or you could it... just – well, go ahead. Please continue. Sorry. And 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 if you didn't want to do... – and I know that you stay up later than me. I don't like staying up till midnight, but if you were willing to stay up to midnight, yeah, that might be the best time to do it. But if you wanted to wait, you could water it again tomorrow morning and then up pot it. Like you could get up early water like 6 a.m. and then oh, wait smart. until like 3 p.m. And then up pot it then and water it in. Because like I said, it's fine. It'll recover. Like and it's already perking up from the water. So that it is root bound, but it's not root bound enough not to be perky. So because a lot of times they'll get still root bound. The leaves will just curl down and they'll be fine, but they can't do their thing anymore because they're just so root bound. What gallon size pot would you recommend for that? And thank you, by the way, for all the answers here. Um, I would say, how big are you going? Like, are you going to go like, we'll fill the whole tent with it. Let me go ask her what size the tent is. I'll be right okay. It's either four by seven or four by eight. Oh, fuck, bro. You've got a big tent. Yeah. Do you have a light that covers that whole tent? Yeah, I've got a big ass bulb and a dome that you can't touch the thing when it's plugged into the wall because it'll electrocute you like serious shit. So you've got a uh, high pressure sodium. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I've currently, I actually need to change the bulb because the most recently had the, uh, the flowering bulb in it. Okay. I don't know anything about high pressure sodium. Um, so it's kind of cool, like you. It's it's like it's I, like you. Uh, no, I've seen them. I've oh, seen okay. them. I have. I I, I, I I get it. I just I've never worked with them. When I because they they get hot. They get really hot. Okay. And I don't want a light that hot. Um, I didn't at the time, and I thought, well, if I'm gonna get LEDs eventually, which I knew I was, I'm gonna get LEDs now. And so I just got LEDs. And also with LEDs, you're just plugging them into the wall. And, and they've already and they've got a exactly either they've got an adjustment or they don't, but you plug them in the wall. You don't have to fuck with a ballast. You don't have to change a bulb. If right. you hit the LED on with your head, it's not gonna burn the hair off your head or give you a burn from the hot heat of the light or explode, correct? It's safer, okay? It's just if safer. You're under- Respecting your landlord, maybe they will have less of a shit fit when they find it. That may oh, possibly. Okay, fair enough. That's another excellent. It's safer for your fine. Well, and I gotta think because it's releasing all that heat, it's less efficient. 
Oh yeah, dude. There was a notable change whenever we went from the sodium to the LED. Like it, that thing was a power hog for sure. It was, yeah. Okay, so you have an LED. Okay, so I I would say, I would say I and I know LEDs are expensive, <laughs> so I know that you can't do this immediately. But eventually, I would keep the high pressure sodium because in the winter it might it might keep your tent warm because I have to mm -hmm. use heaters. I have to use heaters of my tents in the winter sometimes. Right. Um, so maybe that'll be useful in the winter, but I would invest eventually in having the ability to cover your grow space completely with LEDs because safety, just basically just safety. I look, right. look, I know people telling me, Oh, high pressure sodium makes better flour. I don't believe you. And even if it does, <laughs> I don't want that shit in my garage. I don't listen. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. You'll learn. Fuck you. Listen, mm. I'm not an electrician. I don't want to fuck with no ballast. I don't want a light that's so powerful and, and is so hot that if I hit my hand on it, best case scenario, it burns my hand. Best. Well, now, to Worst be completely case, fair, it, Mine was just like uncomfortably hot. If you you don't want to hold your hand on it, but if you tapped it, it's not going to. Right, okay, it's got covered enough. in like safety shit. Anyway, please continue. Well, the ones I've been around weren't safe. I'll put Fair. it that way. <laughs> and I, and 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 those of you who've let me in your grows, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying shit. You do you, but that's not safe. <laughs> I'm talking to somebody who fucking alcohol extracts in his home occasionally, so I have no yeah. place to judge. <laughs> Well, and I've made, I've blown up Pyrex trying to be science boy over here. So like I've done unsafe stuff, you know, we, 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 we do the best we can with what we have, right? We're, we're home growers. We're trying to save a buck, but please don't burn your house down. This is electricity folks. Yeah. And if you're not, if you're not confident with the equipment, then please, please just grow outside in the summer. It's free light. And if it and if and that is so cheap, the sun is cheap. It's going to come out whether you want it to or not. Right. Increasingly, as a matter of fact. Uh, yeah, in, it's going to kill us all. You know, or our children. You know, our right. children will fight in wars for water. Now back to the fun stuff. Growing weed. This, correct. Correct me. This might be the thing you're talking about. I actually have two things. Uh, one is the ballast. The thing that I had to like bolt to my drywall outside the tent and it's like a big like a metal thing that runs to the light it was it looks like some kind of modulator uh, but i was told by the person who sold it to me you know don't touch this while it's running you might die or you might um, fuck it up maybe or maybe that's like a breaker box i'm not sure man i like okay. like, like like i said one of the reasons things that attracted me to leds is that i talked to my more capable relatives i was asking like if i plug like a hundred watt light into the wall and just run it is it going to be fine and they're like you're not going to overload a standard socket with a hundred watts are you going to use like eight thousand watts and i'm like no and they're like well then you're mm -hmm. they said some number that was higher than the amount of energy i was ever going to pull out of one socket i'm like okay i'm safe boom and it was that easy but with with stuff like that you're looking into technical stuff where I would want to have manuals for the equipment. And right. I'm not, a, I'm not a technically minded person, but I am safety conscious. Mm. And so like, I, I don't daisy chain things. I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm trying, to be, 
I don't, I'm trying to be careful. I don't want to burn my house down. I own this house. I was very fortunate to buy in 2016 when houses didn't cost the blood of your firstborn and the blood of your wife's second menstrual cycle on a full moon in December. And then like all this weird shit. Um, so a blow I, I've been a shoe shine for $2. So. Right. Yeah. There's all kinds of weird shit. So I, back when buying a house was like theoretically attainable for a working person. Right. Um, anyway. So yeah, I don't want to burn it down cause I can't afford another one. So basically so ours, um, we, we ran it once successfully and we just switched over to the led for like the next plant. There's a whole boring story I won't get into, but, uh, Fucking it involves mental illness, of course. Um, but but the our sodium thing's got like this like weird like half circle, semicircle thing around it. It's like a big metal dome and it's got like exhaust lines running out to like run heat out, actually. I believe. Yeah. Um, and it's and then so then between the actual light and the plant is like this clear plastic sheet that makes it where you definitely still don't want to touch it, but yeah, it like makes oh, it a little okay, safer. Okay, cool. That's way safer. So now on, that hook oh go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, the people take those hoods end. off all the time. Okay. Just to get, like, better results? I don't fucking know why people do. Listen, I've been in a lot of, of home grows, and, like, <coughs> when I started coming into the game, a lot of people <coughs> were would blow up their garage, and that weed would disappear at, at the end of them. harvest. And, yeah. And then um, um, and they were doing a lot of things that I wouldn't do ever um, using chemicals on their plants that I would never use using um, fertilizer that I thought made the weed taste bad um, okay. using high pressure sodium lights when LEDs were affordable and available stuff like that. Um, now I understand that there for a while it was really easy and cheap to get high pressure <laughs> lights because LEDs were becoming more in favor. Excuse me. And, and, and if you can't afford an LED and you are skilled <clears throat> enough to run a high pressure sodium, go for it. But I don't think the price savings is really there on the front end anymore either. You can My buy opinion, cheap. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You can buy cheap LEDs. Like, yes, they're cheap. Yes, they're made in China, but they're safer than a ballasted light in an enclosed space in a plastic flammable tent in your garage that's not <laughs> wired for commercial fucking plant production, okay? Where you it's don't safer. have a smoke detector. Right. Oh, yeah, sure. Well, that's the... Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I, dude, that's a good idea. I should apply, I should install a smoke detector in my garage. Good shit. I think I might Thanks. not do that. It was just an oddball idea. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea because I can just turn it off when I smoke in there. Right. But I could leave it on when the and that way my garage wouldn't burn down without screaming about it. That could be like, you know, they have the drunks like, you know, you go to sleep with the bottle in your hand. You know, you've been hitting it too much when you drop it, blah, blah, blah. Like, fucking, yeah, when it breaks. Like the, when, you, <laughs> when you set off your fucking smoke alarm, you know, you smoke too much. Dude, well, most of the that's another thing that people do around here that irks me. Like I have part of the reason why I don't smoke in the rest of my house is because I have smoke detectors in there. So if I open <laughs> if I open the door to this studio, the smoke detector will immediately go off because there's one in the hallway. That's reassuring. But, yeah, people. I know a, a lot. So I for the longest time I thought that my buddy had unplugged his because I know that some people who 
smoke in their living rooms, they literally just unplug their smoke alarms. And um, right. but I, 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 the other day I was sitting with my buddy rolling smokes, and I know he doesn't do unsafe shit like that. I'm like, hey, how do you smoke in your living room? And it seems to go somewhere. Where is it going? He's like, oh, I've got central heating, and I've installed filters in it. And he showed me. He's got like in his because he's got because I don't have central heating, but right. he does. And so he's all the ductwork. He's added charcoal filters to it. And there's like a weird like viewing window into his living room where like people would put like a potted plant or something. And it goes right into the air intake. And so it all gets sucked up, filtered and spit back <laughs> out as clean air. It was so cool. <clears throat> that is neat. So if you if you're really dedicated to smoking in your house and you've got time and engineering skills, please, there's a way. I'm telling you. As a renter who fucking works and does all of his creative work and you know drug use out of the main living area of his house, I just open the fucking door. It's right there. Uh, just don't home invade me. I live in Lot, and that's a real problem. You know. Oh I'm boy. Sorry. Yeah, I have. I've been very lucky. I have. I um. I haven't had too many problems. The only thing I've had is people will vandalize my fence. Fuck that. That's fine. What do they? They draw on it or something? Well, they did, but then I I started my own personal tagging war with them, and they stopped. I'm oh, not that's gonna. Fair. Well, it didn't bother me because I think they marked the fence so that people could park there and then walk into the, into the trailer park to buy drugs. Okay. Because I would find little piles of cigarette butts by the, where the driver's door would be in a car uh, where they yeah. were waiting for their guy to hook up. And then there were like oil. There's always drip stains over there, right in that spot. Yeah. But I, I didn't like what they marked. They marked some like bullshit, a code I couldn't understand. So I drew a big colorful picture over that a solid line and drew that in and I can, I can paint my fence at noon. So I went out there in the middle of the day and fucking didn't have to be covert. And my neighbor asked me what the fuck I was doing. I'm like, the fuckers drew on my fence and I'm going to draw on it. And he's like, oh, <laughs> and walked off. He's like, what the fuck? Right. So, um, and, and I was hoping they'd come back because I had a whole mural across my, my fence plant. Right. And I was just going to go have a, t but they fucking bitched out. That's well, and and plus, like, also they still had it marked, so it was still a painting. So they just tell the people to pull over at that instead of at the dull shit. So it still served their purpose, but I didn't have to look at their bullshit because it was bad. Listen, if you're gonna draw on my fucking fence. Do a good goddamn job. <laughs> Listen, if I'm out in my hot tub, butt ass naked, I am coming over that fence with a garden implement and my dick hanging out. And you'll, <laughs> you'll make it pretty if you're going to risk it. Seriously, I caught a kid trying to break the fucking road sign. I hit him with fucking black cats, allegedly. <laughs> Firecrackers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, cause, well, I saved them because these kids, th there's a there's a mile per hour sign next to my fence. I'm not going to tell you what the speed limit is because <laughs> no one knows anyway. And these kids were trying to steal a sign which I, I didn't care but then one of them got on my fence and was trying to leverage the fence to break the sign and they broke my my fence i'm like well fuck you you can break the county's property i don't give a shit 
but don't break my shit. So the next night they were out there and I had saved this like 50 string of black cats um, from this other time when I had some illegal fireworks and I just saved it because I'm like, I want whatever. They're gone now. Go find the evidence. Bitch. And then um, statute of limitations, yada, yada, yada. Can't press charges now. Whatever. Anyway, so they're on there. They're trying to get the sign again. And like a normal homeowner may have called the sheriff, but it was it had been raining. So I knew I was good. So I just walked over to the side of my fence. It's also amazing how people will be on the other side of a fence and you can just stand there breathing heavy, smoking a gym <laughs> coffin, and they won't even they'll act like you're not there or they can't hear you or some shit. It's amazing. Oh wow. Yeah. So I just sat there, lit a joint, and then I kind of lit the and threw it over the fence. And they're like, what's that? And then it started going off. <laughs> it was hilarious. One of them, I heard a ding like he'd ran into the pole of the 25-mile-an-hour <laughs> thing. And they all got scattered. And they never tried to steal that roadside again. So that was Man, cool. I respect those because it seems like the people who would do that kind of shit are the people who would, you know, I share a certain sensibility with those kind of people and that I, I take the idea of respect very seriously. And, like, I take the idea of being fucked with very seriously. And it feels like if you combine that with just, like, poor life choices and like maybe missing the hardware you need to think through things. If somebody paints over your graffiti, you know, there, there are a lot of people who would go, well, time to stick a knife in that dude's neck until he dies. So I respect I've got a gun. Oh, okay. Him. No, that's fair. That's fair. I, like, I, I like, see, here's the thing. Like I, I totally was thinking that I was like, let's let, let, maybe I can find flush them out. If I draw, they'll come confront me and I'll be like, do y'all just want some weed and leave me alone? Like what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. I, but like, I don't, or tell them like, Hey, go find your good at it and i'll let you paint over the whole fucking fence just do a good job put like a mexican girl with a clown tear in the year she got shot or some shit make it cool don't fucking come here and fucking paint some bullshit on my fence i don't care my fence needs paint come out here with the fucking rainbow and paint it'll piss off my neighbors it'll drive the property values down which saves on my taxes come paint my fucking fence but don't paint it with some bullshit Home Depot white paint that doesn't add any value or good look to the neighborhood. Any actual but value. I want cholas and laughing pot leaves and thinly veiled drug references. I want it all. Bring Portland to my fence. But let me I, move my plants first so you don't get spray paint on them. Trevor Moore from a whitest kid, you know, rest in peace, Trevor Moore. He fell and died. Um, yes, he had yes. a bit about how he went to, uh, you might've heard this if you're a fan of theirs. He went to Mexico, uh, crossed over the border with some friends to go party basically. And he said that the big thing, at least in that area, like there were the kind of people who might put that kind of stuff on your, your, your fence. If I'm understanding the demographic you're talking about, they're really enjoying, um, pictures of Marilyn Monroe and she's like holding her dress down with one hand and she got a gun with the other. So you should try to get that on your fence. Oh my God. That would be amazing. Yes, dude. I want a dude with a teardrop tattoo who smells of like mid shelf weed and like Tito's to fucking come paint my fence, dude. Come yeah, dude. paint it. I will, I will, I will smoke weed with you. The neighbors will hate me. It'll be great. Those dudes are legit as fuck, man. That dude you described is a good dude. Dude, I bet. You, well, if it, he just, dude, who you know who's painting my fence is teenagers. That's the fucking problem. The people that are tagging the neighborhood around here aren't good at it, and they're drawing all over everything. They die. There's my stop sign is fucking tagged. Well, I mean, I don't always have a gun. Sometimes well, I've only say. got a knife or 
you know, I'm in a car or whatever. Like I've usually got something around. Oh, well, that's that I can same bring. as me. I've got, I've got like a shotgun at home. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Like, like, and usually like the only time that people have gotten into it with me is one time in my driveway. Someone called me a half breed. Cause I told them I didn't have a cigarette. And I was like, <laughs> well, well, I'm getting I'm getting out of my car if you call me a racial slur. And, and it doesn't even apply to you. Whoop. Right. Well, I had a I had I was vaping in my car, right? Some dude saw a cloud of smoke. He was cranked out. He's like, I want a cigarette. He was dry, he was walking through. He's on foot because he's a meth addict. He's rolling through the neighborhood, probably looking for shit to steal. Who knows? In there, not the who am I? Part. Who who am I? Who am I to judge, right? I'm not fucking with him. He's not fucking with me, but then he comes up to my driver's window in my fucking driveway. And he's like, hey, let me get a cigarette. I'm like, I don't have any cigarettes. And he's like, you fucking lying ass half breed. Oh, man, dude. So I get the fuck out of my car, bro. Yeah. I stand up. And I start walking toward him. And he starts backing up. You've won. Oh, yeah. Well, I start walking faster. And then he starts tugging at his belt loop. I'm like, oh, you got a piece? And then he stopped. He's like, I don't have a piece. I'm like, oh, you don't, do you? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was fucked up, bro. I like, And he, he was smart. He got off my property immediately. And right. on the other side of the street, and, and he started talking, talking shit. Because he's trying to get me to come fight with him in the public. Right. And I'm not going to do that. I was going to beat your ass in my driveway. <laughs> Man, fuck that. I, I... But, but, but beyond that, I haven't had a problem. But that was the one I'm time. Good. And that guy, that guy carries around a knife now because he's scared of me. So fuck that guy. He's a bitch. But um, yeah, you're a Best. bitch, motherfucker. You little Nazi ass skinhead shit. I hope you're hate watching this. You piece Listen of shit. on your Zune. Wait, yeah, uh, cool person right out of Zune. What would he your have? Your Zune that you stole from your grandma that you couldn't pawn because no one fucking wanted it. And then you had to be sober for a night, shaken, sleeping in a fucking culvert. Fuck you. Yeah. Dude, and I basically, I've not been homeless and I'm not a skinhead or anything. I mean, I, I have skin on my head, but I'm not a skinhead. But I've been in a lot of that situation. I've been on tweak and I got my car repoed and I was on foot and I didn't have any money. And I would have to fucking walk up to the gas station that was like a mile and a half away. No, and not that they fuck would let that. me get no, 60 no. cents. Fuck that guy. I hope if you're an addict, I hope you can get what you need. But fuck that guy because he called me a half breed in my driveway. Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm just. <laughs> Uh, the dude, the point dude. I was rambling at was even at that, it's kind of hard to empathize with a dude who would approach a man on his own property and ask him for something, which to me is immediately, unless it's an emergency, don't do that. Okay, and, and then, I was in, I was vaping in my car. I was the nightmare stare. I was getting ready to pull out and go to work. I was not having a fun time. I wasn't partying. I was getting ready to leave to go do shit I didn't want to do. And you ruined my little moment that I was having. With your fucking nonsense. Fuck my whole day up. We'll dig on that note. We've run away from weed for a while, and I think we are at a solid hour and 20 here. So, <laughs> fuck yeah. Let me go find a Dr. Pepper. <laughs>